Hey everyone, welcome back to episode 5 at this point of I Am Not Qualified For This. Today's episode is entitled, Should Men Be Allowed In Public and Other Questions of Womanhood? And while that sounds somewhat light and maybe possibly funny, um, which was my intention with this topic, it ended up becoming heavier and heavier as I did more research and got angrier about everything that I was reading and like I just... Literally, as I was doing my notes 20 minutes ago, this became a more and more serious episode. So, I am going to put a trigger warning for mentions of sexual assault, catcalling, just general misogyny, um, unfortunately. And I guess, you know, we're also going to talk about female friendships, so if that's like a sore spot for you, maybe don't listen? I don't know. And then we're also going to talk about changing bodies in womenhood, so if any of that sounds like something that could be triggering for you, feel free to click away. I will not be offended because this was supposed to be a fun little take on being a woman, but now I'm just angry. So we're going to go right into it, I think. I was originally going to push this back and record tomorrow because I'm not feeling too great and I've slept probably 12 hours in the last three days, which is half as much as I should have slept. Also, not really that bad because I used to wake up at 3.30 in the morning and then go to high school and then work again at night. And I'm only 19 and this is the latest I've been able to sleep in for a job, so like, okay. But also, I feel like shit. But then, the more and more I started writing my notes, I was like, I am angry and I'm going to go off of this momentum. Also, if you couldn't tell by the trigger warnings, there's going to be some explicit content in this episode, so if you're under 18, also click away, or don't, I don't know, I won't know, no one will really know, but I feel like I should say that. With that being said, I'm going to jump right into the experience that made me decide that I was going to not only make this a topic in my podcast, but name this episode this. Like, the title of this episode just made all of the rest of it fall into place because on Wednesday morning, it's Friday at 8.47 p.m. right now when I'm recording this. I know, I know, I'm a procrastinator. Anyways, Wednesday morning, I walk into Duncan. Keep in mind, it is 6.30 in the morning in a Dunkin' Donuts. I'm wearing clothes that a childcare professional would wear. So like, in my case, leggings and a t-shirt. Like, it's not like I just went for a run. Nothing like that. I'm just trying to get my mobile order. So, in the 10 seconds that I was in the store, just getting my drink, this man managed to make me feel so fucking violated with the way that he moved his eyes over my body. And yes, things like this happen all the time, but this particular instance just sent chills down my spine. So, as I walked out, I was like, should men be allowed in public? And then I was like, why don't I touch on that? (laughs) I hate that I have to say this, but obviously this is satire. We can't really ban men from public, unfortunately, at least not right now. Just kidding. This is satire. I get it. I know some great men. I know some shitty men. And, you know, of course there are shitty men and women. Of course, you know, I'm not even going to go into it, but That brings me to my next point where I'm not going to fully touch on my feelings on the patriarchy and misogyny and men and everything like that in this episode because if I did, I would be here all night. And I feel like that would be a fun thing to, not a fun thing, but like an interesting thing to do in a group of people. So maybe that would be something that I would do more in depth, but I'm trying to keep this somewhat under wraps and not ramble too much. However, 
I'm a rambler and a procrastinator, and it's just all merging together tonight. I also want to point out, like, I know I don't do video podcasts, so you may not be able to interpret this from my voice, but I am 19. I could pass for probably 15 at the youngest. People do not believe that I am 19. Um, sometimes I get told I look at, like, 2021, whatever. Sometimes I don't get carded if I'm, like, going somewhere. Um, but, yeah, like, for the most part, I look younger, which makes it so much worse. The only thing that could possibly elude that maybe I'm over 18 is that I have tattoos. But for the way that some of these men have so little respect, I highly doubt knowing that I was 17, 16, whatever, would make them avert their eyes. If they don't know, it's just as bad because I could be. And then tonight, for example, I was taking my dog on a long walk because it was golden hour and I was feeling it. And... I was in a t-shirt, like a black t-shirt, and pajama shorts, but they were not skimpy pajama shorts. They were, like, baggy as fuck. And just, like, the amount of men driving that, like, turn around or, like, double take, and these old-ass men gaping at me or honking at me, like, why? Why? What are you gaining from this except embarrassing yourself and making me feel unsafe? And I guarantee you, if you're a woman and you're listening to this, you know that when you are walking in any situation, you are constantly doing like a halfway head tilt where it's like, is there someone behind me? And I felt bad because I'm like walking down this residential street and there's this, I'm sure, really nice man walking behind me, like just working out, like he had weights and shit. And I kept turning around and eventually he crossed the street, like, because I, I don't know, I guess I was too slow or he just picked up on it. But, um, I felt bad because I'm like, I don't really think you're gonna, but I cannot assume that. I can't. So there is something that I enjoy doing in response to this. However, I only do this and you should only consider doing this if you think that you are not going to get raped, killed, or otherwise followed. And I want that to sink in. Because this thing that I'm about to say that you do in response or that I do in response is so insignificant and such a minor reaction to the possibility of this man hitting on you, possibly raping you, killing you, or following you just because they liked the way you looked and they wanted it. So I just want that to sink in. And I know if you're a woman, like, you already know. But I'm just, I'm angry. Anyways... If I have assessed the situation and think that my immediate life is not in danger, I just stare at them. I just stare right back at them, right in their eyes if they'll make eye contact. And I just stare. Like, how do you like it? I'm not even looking at your body and you feel vulnerable as fuck, so how do you think I feel? Not that you care. And a lot of the time they can't even meet my eyes and I'm like why can't you a grown-ass man looking at a 19 year old's body look me in my eyes but you can look at my body shame maybe so you know what's wrong I don't know I don't know I'm angry and then you know the most common reaction I feel like to any of the things that I'm saying would be like well it's not all men and it's like okay you are right I'm telling you right now You are right. It isn't all men. It's not, truly. However, invalid, invalid. Not at all a relevant argument to what we are trying to say. 
out of the men that are staring at me like that or it's are staring at anyone in a vulgar enough way to make them feel violated especially someone who looks so young out of those people how many of them do you think have assaulted someone or would assault someone or would do something worse than just look and how many of them will one day just because it's not me doesn't mean it will never happen or never has happened like okay i'm not saying that you specifically man are going to assault someone however i can't assume that i can't assume that because if i give every man the benefit of the doubt you know what's going to happen i'm going to get assaulted raped killed or whatever as fucked up as it is that's the truth so yeah it's not all men but it is enough men because the truth of the matter is, every woman, at, you know, over a certain age or whatever, with exceptions, obviously, knows someone who has been sexually assaulted or in a domestic abuse situation. Every single one of my friends, every single woman I have talked to about this topic, knows someone or it's happened to them. Usually both. Usually both. I won't say usually because obviously, you know, but it seems like that. It truly does. And it's not even just about sexual assault at a certain point because when you think about it, like, almost, at least from what I've said, like, this particular statement is not backed by any statistic. However, from my perception as a woman of 19 years who has interacted with several other women in my life, I'm going to say Almost every single woman who has had consensual sex with a consenting partner, both parties are in it, has left a situation with a man that has technically been consensual but did not feel like it. And I want to clarify, I'm not necessarily placing the blame on the man. I'm not saying that even if a woman consented, like, okay, I'm not trying to blame anyone in this particular moment I'm just saying the amount of times that a woman will consent and still the man will find a way to violate her boundaries for his own satisfaction is astonishing it almost makes you think that these particular men not all men are pushing and pushing because now they're less interested because guess what you said yes and now it's not a power dynamic anymore now they're not asserting their dominance over you or their perceived dominance or their desired dominance because now you said okay so they got to push and push and push until they find that button that is not okay and that whole thing in itself is not fucking okay the fact that any of this dynamic exists and people are still trying to fight it with the argument not all men is ridiculous because you know what i think not all men should be allowed in public (laughs) um so I have been catcalled, of course. However, I would really like to drive the point home by reading some really, really disturbing quotes from a Twitter account that basically specializes in New York City. They write in chalk on the streets direct quote catcalls of things that men have said to women. Um, These are really disturbing, so if you were somewhat disturbed by the last part, you may want to skip this next part. So I have seven quotes. All of them are pretty grim. The first one that I screenshotted out of many to choose from was, quote, Are you 13? No. Can I get your number then? 
Now, I could sit here and talk about why each and every one of these is disgusting, but I'm going to hope that they speak for themselves to the general public. This next one says, All you need is a good dick in your life. Come on, give me a chance. And the reply is, I'm 15. And then the man said, Oh, so you're for all that pride shit? I'm sure I can fuck the gay out of you. The person who this was said to commented that this left scars, like emotional scars. Um, This next one says, take that mask off so that I can see how that mouth works. (sighs) This one says, a bad girl like you needs to be shown how to be fucked right. This is the second to last one, guys, so bear with me if you can. This says, a grown man grabbed my ass and said, you know this show is all ages, babe. Alright, last one, and then I have a few statistics. I'll spit on you, bitch. See, you like that, don't you? And I would like to reiterate... Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I have one more, but this one is possibly a little bit more grotesque. Maybe. I don't know. I can't... My judgment is clouded because I'm just disgusted. This says, I can see your nipples through your shirt, and that's torture for a man. It makes me want to eat your cookie. So, I would like to drive home the point that these things were said to people that were strangers on the street of New York City when these people were, these women were probably just going to work, to a friend's, to a partner's. They were literally just being women in public. And then men just were being men in public. And that was what happened. I wish that I could propose a solution of some sort. However, I'm, like, extremely not qualified for that. So I am not even going to attempt to. But I guess I just wanted to talk about it and make it you aware. Like, I'm sure if you're a woman, you're aware. Maybe if you're not a woman, you're aware. Who knows? But I just, I wanted to talk about it. It needs to be talked about. And while it's not all men, it is men from every age group, in every setting, from everywhere, that will harass any woman at any time for any reason that they think is good enough, even if it is no reason at all. Even kids can say things that they hear that are incredibly misogynistic or incredibly just, I don't know, like, exploitative? I don't know. I don't know. What do you even call that when someone doesn't understand? And I've also seen kids be explained, or, like, have it explained to them what consent is in a general situation with, like, hugs and stuff like that, Um, in, like, a completely innocent way, obviously. Um, And I've seen kids understand more complex concepts relating to equality and feminism and like basic human rights more than probably most adults in my life and when I say adults I'm not counting my friends I mean like people like 20 plus years my senior while I was recording this I was listening to boy genius because I just recently found out that boy genius actually means Phoebe Bridgers and um I 
overheard this lyric in my intense notes haze and it really felt relevant. I don't know what this song is actually supposed to be about, um, but it is from Not Strong Enough by Boy Genius and it says, always an angel, never a god, always an angel, never enough, always an angel, never alive. And I feel like that, at least to some capacity, fits with this. Now, is there probably a better lyric from another song that I could have found? Yes. However, this song was on and is now forever connected to this topic in my brain. There's been like a, I don't even want to say trend, but I guess like people have been kind of making satire about it so much that it became like to seem like a stupid trend where women are just angry and we're releasing music and poetry and making ourselves be heard and like people do in society, even other women, it's being made out to be some silly little like, oh, they're, they have big emotions. They just, they just need, they're just like that. They're just probably on their period. Like, just ignore it. It's fine. Just, it's embarrassing. Please tone it down a notch. You know what I mean, right? And it's like, yes, I am angry. I am so fucking angry. I'm angry for me. I'm angry for every woman in my life. And I'm angry for every woman that came before me. And I hope that at some point I can stop being as angry for the women that come after me because this is fucking ridiculous. It really hits you when you see kids say, like, stop, he said he doesn't want a hug, so don't give him a hug. If a kid can understand that about something as innocent as a fucking hug, get your hands off of her. I just, I really don't know what else to say. This is only one of the issues that women face just for being women and it is only scratching the surface of this particular issue but I'm angry enough at this particular moment and I feel like I have said what I needed to say at least for this episode um the rest of the episode should be slightly lighter but again still trigger warnings so keep that in mind So now that I have talked about why being a woman fucking sucks, I'm going to talk a little bit about how being a woman can open you up to some of the most intense, positive emotions that a person can feel just from companionship with another woman. And I hate that I wrote in my notes like female friendships because I hate being referred to as a female, but the alliteration just really got me. So I'm not trying to get canceled and be a hypocrite. I just like alliteration. Thank you to my AP Lang teacher. But of course, first, I have to talk about how female friendships fucking suck. Because let's be real, why does everyone have, or at least most women, especially the ones who end up being bisexual or gay, have that really, really, really intense friendship as a kid that scars them for life? Maybe I'm just projecting, and maybe this is just, like, my experience, but that shit was worse than any breakup I have ever experienced, and I have been through some traumatic-ass breakups, and I do not ache over any of them anymore. However, I still think about my best friend from when I was 13 years old every single day. I will still cry about it if I let myself. I don't necessarily, like, want her to be my best friend again or anything like that, but that shit still fucking hurts, and why? Like... It's just a completely different kind of love and companionship and understanding. Not necessarily that a man can't give you, but you typically experience this this womanhood and companionship in women 
obviously the womanhood part, but (laughs) so much sooner than men, not only because, you know, men, boys mature so much slower, but also just because that's kind of just like the society's dynamic. And as a girl, especially a girl going through puberty and starting to think about boys and sexuality and changing bodies and fitting in and middle school and blah, 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 your emotions are on overdrive. And it's just like, I know you guys are relating, right? Like I'm not insane. What I will say though, is that the memories that I do have with this particular friend are still some of the best memories of my life. And I was between the ages of eight and 13. And I know I have many more years of life to come and that the good memories I have will be in different ways. But I think I will always cherish these memories for the particular reason that I was a young girl with a best friend who's who was being shown the love and softness of another woman who understands or I guess girl who understands and that was something that you know I couldn't really get from anyone else but that particular friendship that I was in at that time and you know other women really in my opinion at least shape who you are growing up the gossip, the drama, the games you play, the things you're interested in, the dreams you make for yourself. Me and my friend said that we would be in California attending UCLA, and we used to play a game where we owned a dance studio, but neither of us ever did dance. So, you know, that's not what I'm doing. However, that was my first dream, and that still means something because By the time I was old enough to dream, I was with this person who was showing me how to love someone other than my mom and dad and my family. I would go as far as to say that, like, you know, besides my friends that came before her, who of course I loved, that was my first time, like, choosing to feel such an intense connection and dynamic with someone. Um, Other people theorize that I was in love with her, which is not true, although I can see why you would think that, but I just... I truly had always described her as, like, my soulmate in the form of a sister because it was like that, and we looked alike, and we were alike, and now we are not alike at all, which is fine, and things happen, Um, but, you know, I'll always love her, and now I have so many other fulfilling female friendships that are so different and so fulfilling in different ways, but also in the same way, and it's amazing how... They come in so many forms, but they all kind of scratch a certain itch of being a woman who needs to relate and who needs to be seen and heard in a way that sometimes partners cannot do. I'm a big believer that like one person cannot satisfy all of your needs all the time. So of course, it's important to have other people. So that's not a shot saying like your partner can't support you, like not at all. However, there are certain things that are best fulfilled by people in different roles in your life. And for me, having strong female friendships is important. And I have very few of them because women are hard to be friends with because it's so emotional. And you know, like, you're getting into it. And that's not always the case. I've had female friends that, like, yeah, we're, we're friends and I love them, but we come and go and that's fine. Um, but I feel like you find a few friendships where you really mesh and then they become like a pinnacle of your positive emotions and love and like womanhood, you know, I don't know, maybe I'm just reading way too far into this, but I love being a woman. 
besides when I'm being, like, visually assaulted in the Dunkin' Donuts at 6.30 in the morning, but, you know, it comes with the territory. On the more positive side, I hung out with two of my close uh, girlfriends the other night for the first time in a bit because, you know, growing up in conflicting schedules, and it was so nice. Like, I left feeling rejuvenated in a way that I had not felt probably since the last time I'd seen them. And that's not to say I wasn't, like, missing anything actively in my life but once I realized like was aware of it I was like oh I missed this and I'm gonna miss this now that I know um the way that we can just like sit around passing around in our case the same four vapes and dab pen and just talk about anything from disturbing pictures of celebrities um issues with their body parts and work and literally anything under the sun for hours and not get bored is something that like I just you don't find a lot of guys that will do that right like when's the last time a guy will sit and just chat for five hours and not want to do something else (laughs) I don't know it's just like a whole different experience I actually do have a decent amount of guy friends probably more than girlfriends and of course I have had really solid conversations with them Maybe some that lasted that long, but it's just different. Those are awesome too, but we're not talking about that right now. The conversations with your girlfriends are something else, especially if they're over like some Applebee's half-priced apps or some girl dinner from some disgusting cheap place. It just makes it that much better. I would love to talk more in depth about this and also with my experience with like a friendship breakup. So if you have any relevant stories or comments feel free to send them in and we can talk more about it while we're on the topic of friends you should let all your friends know that thermometer is going to be sponsoring this podcast very soon which means that using my code you will be able to get a discount on tons of feminine products including ovulation tests pregnancy tests vitamins supplements anything you can think of they have an ovulation tracker ring in development there's tons of cool stuff going on so keep an eye out for that um i will be giving more information on that soon but very excited about it so i wanted to share the last thing that i want to talk about relating to womanhood is why the fuck is my body changing so quickly because I swear like a month ago I did not look anything like this and I know it's in my head and it's way more drastic than I'm making it out to be but as a teenager I was always told how like skinny yet curvy I was so when I started to put on the a little bit of hip chub I freaked out because I had been overly sexualized and told how perfect that body was for so long that the thought of losing it terrified me And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with not being skinny and curvy at all. However, I was just so sexualized for it that I put a bunch of my worth into having that body and I did not know who I was without it. So the more that I thought about it and the more that I looked at the chub and looked at my hips getting wider, I was like, honestly, I am glad that I'm putting distance between me and that overly sexualized teenage body that should not be worshipped as a sexual object because it is not. Um, And obviously it's not an object at all, but also I was a teenager. Um, And obviously my body is still changing as everyone's always is, and I'm only 19, so yay. But that shit's scary. Like looking in the mirror and swearing that you did not look like this yesterday. 
even if it's not necessarily bad. Like, maybe I'm girl bossing and I love it, but how did that happen so quickly? How did I not notice? What happened? What did I do differently? And I feel like, I don't know, like, I'm terrified of having a baby and my body changing. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with your body changing when you have a baby. You literally made a baby. That's fucking awesome and you're beautiful no matter what. However, I feel like it's still normal to like the body that you have before you have a baby and be scared that it's gonna go without inherently believing that post-birth bodies are bad or post-pregnancy bodies are bad. Um, But that shit terrifies me because growing up, like, it always just seemed like it just was like that. And then you start to get older and you're like, oh, shit, I actually have to do something to maintain this, don't I? I don't know. And then I was like, my mind is changing. My body is changing to the point where I'm basically not even that person that went through all of that sexualization and the things that happened to me. So girl boss, like, okay, I'll put that distance between me and that any day. Also, I feel like when I was sexualizing that body at the time, I was like inviting the attention and picking these men that were sexualizing me which is just fucking disturbing because that literally means I was picking men that are sexualizing a teenage body, which wasn't that bad at the time because I was still, like, 17, 18, even though they were, like, a little bit older than me. But regardless, I am so glad that I am not inviting or seeking out that type of attention anymore. Not that it is my fault that it exists to begin with, as we discussed already and I have attempted to calm down from. (sighs) I don't know, dude. Being a woman is insane. I just watched Chad Chad's um, on YouTube's analysis on girl facts on TikTok, which is those psychology accounts that post facts about girls, but it's just things like, girls cry when you hurt their feelings. Try not doing that. (laughs) Like, just stupid things. I don't know. But that, while it may be true, I feel like this may be more girl facts than something like that, but I don't know, what, what do I know, I'm just a silly little woman, um, my thoughts do not matter, and this is not satire. On that note, guys, I hope that I will find a lighter topic for next week, I hope this was not necessarily enjoyable, but somewhat relevant and relatable, I don't know, I don't want to say I hope it's relatable, but I hope that you gain something of value from listening to this. One more bit of exciting news for those of you that are still here. I have decided that I want to dive into the world of video essays because my friend Grace has made me fucking obsessed with them to the point where it's my new hyperfixation and I need to get involved. So my first video essay will be coming out in probably like three weeks to a month, maybe less, maybe more. I have the topic. I have all the research done. Now it's just all the moving parts of finishing it up. And it is going to be on a historical true crime case that has never been officially closed. So let me know if you have any guesses, if you're excited, if you have any ideas, whatever. Um, I always want to hear from you guys. So feel free to reach out. But otherwise, I will see you guys next week. Or you will hear me next week. Or whatever. I'll catch you later. (laughs)